This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with security expert Rebecca Harold, owner of Rebecca Harold & Associates. Thanks so much for joining us today, Rebecca. Well, it's nice to be with you again. How does the growing use of wireless networks and devices affect healthcare organizations' risk management strategies? Organizations need to think about how they're going to secure their networks, uh, their wireless networks, in addition to how they're going to make sure that all of their personnel who are likely using wireless devices, making sure that they know how to use them appropriately and establish some controls over them. These uh, risk management strategies now need to think about not only just what they have within their facilities, but wireless brings with it, of course, a lot of mobility. So they're going to have to start thinking about how to manage all the risks outside of their walls, in addition to all the different systems and storage devices inside their walls, too, and all of the, the different aspects that are related to those things. As more hospitals and clinics implement wireless networks within their facilities, what are the most important steps they can take to ensure the security of information traversing those internal networks? For managing risk, really there's some core actions and activities that organizations can take. They certainly need to make sure that they establish policies and procedures that are based on addressing the risks that are related to wireless use, wireless networks, and also the wireless devices. Then they need to make sure that those policies and procedures are communicated to everyone using the wireless networks and devices. They need to provide regular training about wireless security and privacy and also send out regular awareness communications. Another important thing that oftentimes I see organizations don't do or don't do very effectively is to actually know who is using wireless, who is on the wireless networks, who has these wireless devices. There needs to be inventories made so that the organizations know the personnel that are using wireless and then they can really establish safeguards around not only the wireless network itself but also help to ensure that those using the wireless devices have it in addition to that. Uh, some of the things they need to think about with regard to wireless is you know, what kind of encryption are they going to use on the wireless networks because, of course, if you're in a healthcare organization, you have a lot of very sensitive information that travels through the wireless networks. Certainly, you have the potential for a lot of uh, protected health information. So you need to make sure that if you have data this sensitive flying through the air using the wireless or on all of these many different types of wireless devices, that that data is strongly encrypted so that others who may be able to see that network uh, cannot see the data uh, as they're also seeing the network using one of many different types of tracking tools that are available to actually scan for wireless networks. So with the wireless networks, organizations want to make sure that their organizational wireless networks have strong encryption, but also any of their personnel that work outside of the office, there's growing numbers of people who work from their homes and they have their own wireless networks in their homes, 
organizations need to make sure that they have their wireless networks appropriately secured too. So they need to make sure that the personnel or contracted workers who are on wireless networks are using uh, encryption that's at least at the WPA2 levels and that they're not using the older and more vulnerable WPA types of encryption or even the WEP encryption. There's still a lot of that out there as well. Uh, They need to make sure that the folks who have the wireless devices have firewalls that are implemented on them, the personal firewalls, and have them appropriately configured. They need to make sure that they have firewalls on their own organizational wireless networks. Uh, And anyone who's using wireless routers in their homes to do work, they need to make sure that they also have firewall routers that are used so that people who are their neighbors or those driving by their homes can't just jump onto the network and as a result potentially jump onto the organizational network as well. So there's many different types of activities that need to be done in order to protect not only the wireless network that the organization has established, but they also need to now extend outward to personnel's personal wireless networks in their homes and how they're using public wireless networks when they're traveling and then also how they have their wireless networks configured. So some organizations are starting to enable clinicians to access certain clinical data via their smartphone or similar devices. Mm -hmm. Uh, What kinds of issues does that raise? And, for example, what's a good way to protect against malware targeting those mobile devices? And that's very true. You know, the wireless devices do bring with them some great benefits for healthcare because it now allows physicians and nurses and other clinicians, as you indicated, to be able to more easily access data when they're with the patients or doing uh, their research that they need to be doing. But again, policies and procedures for using those devices really need to be in place. Uh, I've been working over the years and I'm currently working with many different types of healthcare providers and a lot of doctors and nurses and so on who are using these wireless devices and I have found that, you know, that's not something that they oftentimes are thinking about. Their first attention is going to the care of the patient. So there needs to be someone in the organization to make sure that all of those devices used for healthcare purposes are appropriately secured and make sure that there's policies and procedures in place for them. And then they need to make sure that all of those using the mobile devices, the, the physicians and nurses, make sure that they receive effective targeted training and ongoing awareness. Uh, they need to make sure that they know how to use secure encrypted sessions through those wireless devices and that they are using personal firewalls and malware prevention software, like you said, Uh, they need to understand what different types of phishing attempts look like so they won't see something coming across their wireless devices and, and go ahead and click on a link that takes them somewhere where malicious types of software can be loaded onto their wireless devices or that might prompt them to enter enter information that they shouldn't be entering that would then be used 
by someone else for malicious purposes. But this is very important not only to protect the patient information, but also to meet compliance with a growing number of regulations, of course, with HIPAA and HITECH as well. Because one of the main things under HIPAA and now HITECH is the fact that you still need to make sure that only those who are authorized is able to access the protected health information. So the wireless devices and wireless networks now bring along the capability of having unauthorized people be able to get to those devices without even having to be near them, physically near them. So making sure that those devices are appropriately secured is a very important thing to do. And having policies, procedures, training awareness, and someone within the organization responsible for ensuring that all of this gets done is very important as well. And it also supports compliance with HIPAA, of course, by having someone assign this type of responsibility. So what's the best way to make sure no patient information is accessible should a wireless device be lost or stolen? Well, um, as far as the uh, stolen or, or lost, of course, again, the best way is just to say, well, you can't have any sensitive information stored on these types of devices. But, of course, this is not going to be feasible for the ways in which these mobile devices are typically going to be used. So if you can't just prohibit it, then you need to make sure that your policies state what kind of wireless devices you need to have, uh, the procedures, provide the tools to protect this data. Organizations need to make sure that they have encryption being used on all these wireless devices, that they have strong authentication requirements in order to be able to not only get into the device to get to the data itself, but also to make sure that that device, if it's lost or stolen, cannot be used to get into then the company's network itself to get to data even further beyond what's on that wireless device. Now, if a device is stolen or lost, uh, you can disable the login credentials for the device and for the person, the person's ID or account, uh, using the devices, whichever is appropriate based upon the configuration of the wireless device. And also there are remote device disable tools, such as the BlackBerry Web Desktop Manager, and there's been a freeware tool available for the past few years called PowerOff that's uh, often been used on some of the older types of of systems. I'm not sure if it's available for Windows 7, but I know it was used for Windows XP and, and even some earlier iterations of those operating systems. Uh, and those can be a big help if you have those implemented on wireless devices. So, I mean, basically these disabled tools make it so that you just can't use the device at all. Uh, and you can make sure that you can control it from a, a distance from whoever the central administrator is. Now, uh, Windows XP came with a remote shutdown tool, and so does Windows 7. And there's probably other operating systems that have this built into it as well. Now, another very important thing with regard to making sure no patient information is accessible if, if a loss or a theft occurs is to make sure that you have a documented incident response plan in place. 
And along with this documented response plan, you need to make sure that you have a trained incident response team and members who are trained and they know how to best respond to a lost or stolen wireless device, as well as all other types of security incidents for that matter. But having a good incident response plan and team members in place is also very important. So it's something that there's not just one thing that organizations should do if something is lost or stolen. They need to do a variety of things. They need to have layers of security actions take place. Finally, uh, do smartphones and other wireless devices vary widely in their security capabilities, and how should one go about comparing and contrasting them and then picking the right device? Well, there are so many different types of wireless devices now, and they're you know they're of all sizes. They're coming from all types of vendors, and they do they vary greatly. And each device has its own unique set of security features. Almost all of them provide some type of password access control, and most of them now provide some type of encryption. It all uh, just really depends, too, upon how the person who's using the device configures the device. And this is why it's so important to know every person in the organization who is using a wireless device for any type of business activity, even if they're only using it for their email, they still need to make sure that that wireless device is properly secured. So the organization needs to document everyone who's using a wireless device. Uh, if possible, require only business-owned devices to be used. This way you can make sure that you know exactly what's being used, you can make sure that you have them all documented, and then you can configure them to meet your organization's established and documented policies and security standards, which should detail the settings in place. Now, if you cannot require all devices used to be those that are owned by your organization, then you need to document your wireless devices in an inventory and everyone that uses a wireless device along with the type of wireless device used. Then you need to make sure based upon the type of device being used that you provide training and ongoing awareness communications to those folks to help them understand the different features on their particular models of wireless device and then also to help them remember how to set their security settings on the devices. It's one of those things that's rather complex when you start talking about, you know, how should people uh, secure the devices and, and how do they differ because every day new devices come out with new types of features. So keeping track of what's out there is probably the first most important thing that people need to make sure that they actually document. And that's one of the many things and tasks that I've included in what I've done to help different organizations. And within my Compliance Helper tool, I've provided a comprehensive set of policies, procedures, and documentation forms that are necessary to really manage these types of HIPAA and high-tech compliance requirements and to track who is using what. But at the very base minimum, you need to make sure that you have the password, a firewall, you need to make sure that you have encryption capabilities, um, also to have remote disable features on those different types of devices, and 
as the core of a risk management program, which would include covering wireless networks and devices in particular, organizations need to establish a position or a person um, or department to be responsible for the risk management program and then to determine the risks involved with the wireless devices and the wireless networks through doing risk assessments then establish policies and supporting procedures and standards and document them to make sure that they know what they need to do to address the risks. Then communicate them through training and ongoing awareness communications. And then implement the technologies based upon what devices they're using, what operating systems they're using to mitigate these identified risks. So it really depends upon what the organization is using with regard to the security capabilities. But I would say those are the core features that any organization of any type needs to look at whenever they're implementing their wireless networks and also thinking about having especially physicians and nurses to use the wireless devices when they're out doing patient care. Well, thanks very much, Rebecca. We've been talking with Security Specialist Rebecca Harold. This is Howard Anderson of Information Security Media Group. Thanks so very much for listening.